1: What's going on, everybody? Pat DeBerry here, and we are back with another micro soda. We are going to be doing our now that's what I call gay life series. We have resurrected it, it has come back from the brink of death to be re explored. Partially because uh, these topics were a little salacious, tantalizing, (laughs) out of the box, dirty, if you will. Going again. Rowdy, gonna get a little um roulette. Sorry, uh, that's dirty with a couple of extra R's in there. Um, by the way, I love the fact that How I Met Your Father. The characters are at that point where, when Sophie's thirtieth birthday was coming around, that we have circled back to where Christina Aguilera's Dirty is a like a retro <laughs> touch point. And her 30th birthday party was supposed to be her dirty 30 with everybody dressed as people from the <laughs> Christina Aguilar video. Whole other tangent that I just decided uh, you
2: all. Wow. That anyway. was epic.
1: Hey, I mean, listen, they had some people to dress up in costume right and it was great. But then she I she met this- your
2: intro. I meant oh. your intro was epic. That's all <laughs> I mean. I, you know, know. That's all I do. Too.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, how I do. We're already off the rails. It's okay. <laughs> what you say.
1: We're and twelve he, seconds and in he, and off the and rails. And he
0: blames me all the time. It's always apparently me. But you mentioned Mariah Carey, even like somebody that sounds like Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh Christina Aguilera. yeah, I I don't
1: I I don't even know what you are referring to, BJ, <laughs> okay. in the slightest.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, he edits them out. I just watched well, them out. We
2: could also talk about the, uh, was it Mariah Carey uh, snatch game? Drag oh, versus, uh, Drag Race uh, versus UK or whatever. <laughs> UK versus the world. We really want to keep going off this, off the rails.
1: I mean, Panjana looked fucking amazing. <laughs> she did. She really did. And honestly, it was, wasn't a bad Mariah impression either. I, I, I mean, it, it's just, it wasn't know, horrible. It's, there's just no there's no comedy there but
2: uh, we do owe the listeners an epic drag race uh, recap at some point because I have so many things to talk about between the epic conspiracies of UK versus the world between the ridiculousness that is season 14 and that's seemingly never-ending season 14 that yeah uh, I mean
1: <laughs> I mean yes. if you had not overslept our last recording with special guest oh. host and house member uh, Joel we did go
0: into oh. a lot of drag race. You slept right through like Man, the entire thing. Listen, curling, it was like an hour later. Curling but, has
2: consumed my life again. I apologize to all of our listeners because I did want to be there. It was not a case of a rollover and be like, no, nah, I'm going to sleep. No, I was legit out.
1: We'll dive into it for sure because there are uh, there are a lot of things that definitely need to be talked about uh, from from that that have happened post- recording of our last episode so we'll talk more about it for sure well dear listeners we have gone way off the rails in this introduction but you've heard the voices of my compatriots for this episode on the east coast we've got bj hello and on the west coast we've got brian ahoy hoy which one of our cast members is going to move to a mountain the mountain time zone so that way we can cover all four time zones of the u.s
2: oh that would be nice bj i think you're up
1: i I hope it's me I mean, I, I, I say the four of the U.S., but, you know, I know Alaska, I know um, Hawaii are the U.S. and have other time zones. But we don't have that many cast members, so we're just <laughs> going to do the Continental U.S. <laughs> Put out
2: a call for, you have to be from these uh, time zones only. It's only
1: uh, Yes, I need somebody, <laughs> somebody from Hawaii, and I need somebody uh, in uh, – I don't even know what time zone – like, once we go past Pacific, I don't even know what we call them. Is it just Alaska's- GMT –
2: No, AKT is Alaska. Uh, Oh, God. uh, What's HDT or HD? Anyway, yes. It's it's what you'd expect, A and H.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But the the real
2: question is the real question is how many hours more is it? Because they don't all play nice with daylight savings. And so it changes uh, with the uh, daylight savings season. So that's even more fun.
1: Well, so there's only, I think, two or three states that don't observe um, daylight savings time. So we can't have anybody from Arizona on the podcast because they fluctuate between one and two hours depending on daylight savings time. My boss is currently uh, is currently one hour behind us in Scottsdale, but we're about to hit daylight savings time, and then she goes to two hours behind because then it's like, then it's like they're Pacific. Yeah, it's a whole thing.
2: Hawaii is the same. It's it's a nightmare. So yes
1: yeah crazy and crazy. japan
2: i mean honestly we're the weirdos that do like daylight savings most of the world's like we've moved on i was thinking
1: about it there's more countries around the world that actually do observe it than i thought oh i thought it was some crazy like u.s thing which honestly could we just fucking get rid of it like when the time changes could that just be the end of it because i like when it's lighter longer so like no. let's get let's get that let's no. do that
0: no, I want it. I want it dark at three p.m. You Listen here, motherfucker. You're in
1: Florida. It is move never dark at three p.m. To
2: Seattle, move to <laughs> Seattle, and or come out here at least half a year, and you will get I, your
0: wish. I want darkness to start. I want it light for four hours, just so I know. I know the day started, and then I just want it nighttime.
2: Forever. You're the you're the Alaskan candidate at this point. I think they even have less daylight. <laughs>
1: oh, no. so. isn't it like six months of daylight, six months of darkness? That's well it's that's kinda of what yeah. it is in Seattle, because it's yeah. <laughs> but, but no, like literally, it like, like it doesn't go down at all for six months. Oh yeah,
2: this is it. That, the, that, or, what's it called? Yeah, There's a doctor. term for that. The uh daylight sun, day sun
1: I don't remember. Oh. Maybe maybe that's not far enough north. Maybe you have to go up to like the, the you know uh the the poles and Ar- Antarctica or Arctic. I think I don't Alaska,
2: it, no, I think there is a the thing. Anyway, we're so far, I and mean, I love this. You, you all realize that this is always my agenda, and I love this, but then I also like to yank us back. And then,
0: I, I just love how before we started this recording, Pat's just like, okay, we need to finish in 30
1: minutes. <laughs> so, oh, What you don't know is that we're only doing about 10 minutes of the topic. I was going to say,
0: it's, <laughs> only, it's only 10 minutes. Enough. I We're only like, want to
2: talk about this topic for about 10 minutes and
1: I think I'm done. <laughs>
0: We're well, like, 10 minutes per, 10 minutes is. per person. It's perfect.
1: <laughs> Here's the topic. All right everybody, that was great. Thanks so much for joining.
0: <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Honestly, this is gay life. It's like talking to a bunch of cats, just everybody kind of like it's like herding cats. That's that's mainly what gay life is.
1: This is regular. more conversation than that in that I've had with other homosexuals in a long time. Because even when I go to the bar, I don't talk to anybody. So that that, that sounded
0: dangerously close to like a hoe read on yourself. You're
1: like, I don't talk to. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, I don't do well. Yeah, like I get called out for that, like as if I'm lying. But I, when you get paid to be a host and you're running events, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, you. I'm tired of people. You can go up to people and just interject yourself and ask them how they're doing, if they're enjoying themselves, with no care when you're the host of the event. When you were just a random homo walking up to a group of people and you're like, what's up, fellow queers? Then they think you're weird.
2: Well, the closest (laughs) you have to that or you had to that was when you were bear royalty in Orlando. Because even when you weren't working, if we were out at the bar, mainly parliament, but wherever – and you could still do that because people knew you, even if you weren't I, working. You didn't yes. want to do that. You didn't want to always do that because <laughs> you didn't want to have that drain on your battery, which I totally get. But yeah, that's.
1: Yes, yeah, so I was different. gonna. I, I was gonna say, like, I don't think I've ever been referred to as bear royalty. I do enjoy that, though. Let me get my crown. In Florida,
2: is we had that? Does, does I that know. count? Maybe we made that up. I don't. Know.
1: I don't know. I I enjoy it though. Um, but yeah, it's a whole different ball game. Anyway, so we have re- resurrected our now. That's what I go, call a gay life topic, and uh, I, I that's where the train I think derailed. I was saying that our our topics used to be a little bit more salacious. So it was you, me, and Josh, BJ, oh, yeah. and then when Josh stopped uh, contributing to our podcast,
0: <laughs> is he
2: alive? I don't even know if he's alive.
0: He's alive. He he works uh, he works for for Disney World, and um, I oh, ran into God. him. I ran into him one time, and he was just like. I work all the time and I don't do anything else, but he's also dating. So
1: he's just been dating for a while. He's so. a young, he's
0: a young un. And when young date, they kind of disappear into their relationship,
1: man. So. I've been gone for two almost exactly two years now, and that relationship is slightly older than the say. time <laughs> I've been gone. So he's still
2: with what's his name. Yeah, that's not new.
1: Yeah, Either no, way. it's not. Either way. But we have a topic, BJ's come up with some topics that are a little less, um, like, who would you bang in a dumpster outside of a Red Lobster, <laughs> right? I mean, honestly, we can make that a Nuggie,
0: like, who would you bang outside of- <laughs> Oh my god, dumpster banging,
1: <laughs> who you?
2: Dumpster bang. Do, do we get, or do we not get the biscuits
0: before or after? Uh, uh there wouldn't be any in the trash because the biscuits are amazing so yeah <laughs> actually you would they actually that's one of the good questions would you guys go and eat dinner in the red lobster before or would you go in after like with all the fluids and everything still sticking to you
1: bitch if you're banging in the dumpster <laughs> outside of the red lobster no one's yeah, taking no. you inside yeah. there that's, is a of, that's, that's a hard if pass you there. if you're going to red lobster <laughs> then you're banging in the bathroom uh, <laughs> if you're banging in the dumpster, there is no there is no meal involved. There is barely even eye contact involved.
0: Red lobster. Let's keep it market. real. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I am I am trying to craft an after dark series. So those of you listening, I am trying to kind of craft an after dark series. Um with kind of our our, our B team or I've actually I'm gonna call them their RS team, slut team. Um <laughs> so I've got like one and a half. I just need I just need another one and a half, and we're good to go. But uh, but be on the lookout. But be on the lookout for that. Um, your
1: team, your team could be the new mutants. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. And then I uh,
0: know uh, who's who's the sluttiest team. I thought it was um, not X Horse. Um, no, it's X force X force wasn't that the sluttiest team? Eh, I'm trying to know. go off on who all hooked up at the uh, the Hellfire Gala. And there was one group that was noticeably. Oh, it was X, oh, yeah, yeah. X- Factor. See, I'm thinking. It was X Factor. X- yeah, yeah. They, they can I, be I'm, the X Factor.
1: See, you're thinking in Krakoa terms. I'm thinking in like fucking 90s nostalgia oh, terms. Oh, no.
2: I think both are true because at least with original X Factor, you had Scott and Gene hooking up. And then you had Beast when he had that that doctor friend Trish. Something? Oh yeah, or was she was a news reporter. I don't remember. The, the and furry, then Bobby, yeah. Bobby was obviously doing his own whatever Bobby was doing because he hadn't come out yet.
1: And Angel, Bobby was, was banging in the dumpster behind uh, Red, Red lobster.
0: lobster. Yeah, that's that's for a sawbuck. Poor Bobby.
1: Um, but yeah, I actually am also going to be working on a side project for us with uh, interviewing musicians. <gasps> I want to take the music angle. Uh, Tom Goss has already said that he'd be down to to join an episode because we love us on Tom. Um, really, my goal is just to try to get Haley Kyoko and Fletcher to be guests <gasps> on that series. Ooh,
2: yes, please because
1: who would not want to talk to lesbian Jesus and um if if Haley Kyoko is lesbian Jesus, then Fletcher is the new lesbian Holy Spirit. like honestly, and I'm so mad. I think they were in San Fran or San Diego. Uh, Fletcher's on her tour right now, and Haley Kyoko like invaded the concert, and they sang their song together live for the first time ever, and I was so jealous, so jealous. Oh, so, I love that idea. I, uh, I that I'll be, uh, I'll be you X take for the it. Rainbow
2: Spotlight moniker from me since I have no time <laughs> and energy to do that right now. <laughs>
1: so there's stuff that we're working on behind the scenes folks there's you know there are things that we're doing but we are back to the topic at hand bj i'm gonna throw it over to you you crafted a couple of topics so we're gonna dive into one of them here today for the next five and a half minutes of what recording time we have left (laughs) so what you got for us what are we talking about
0: so uh just uh every you know everything's Still on fire, literally, figuratively, but uh, the whole controversy with Joe Rogan that popped up and Spotify um, you, uh, purchasing his catalog for $100 million and Joe Rogan, as most of you know by now, is a super hot steaming pile of shit. Um, I wish I could be slightly less biased, but no, he is crash. Um, I miss know, the days when he
1: was just hot and not a hot <laughs> pile of shit.
0: Right,
1: because those um, were the days. Because I, 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 I mean, back in the day when we were all much less cognizant of how bad of a person he is,
0: <laughs> didn't didn't we have didn't we have an episode about like finding toxic people hot? I'm ninety percent sure there was like
1: I don't think we it did, was, so yeah. but we need to because that, that, that is a yeah. good topic.
0: Yeah, because yeah. uh, I've actually kind of or something. Yeah, I've I've had to um, yeah, it was a guilty pleasures but I think it was like music movies and like and uh media. But uh no, yeah, I've been very cognizant of uh getting rid of my uh more toxic porn collection um so I all my all my cop porn is is now MIA. But <laughs> Uh, so Joe Rogan, uh, repeated use of the N-word, uh, misinformation on COVID, and a lot of people I know were, were talking about canceling their Spotify, um, no longer even having a free account. And I was like, but I like Spotify. And it gave me kind of this existential crisis of, I have to remember that for me, businesses are pro-capitalism first, Ninety percent of businesses out there. Um, we've seen it with, uh, I mean, restaurants. And recently we've seen it with Disney and uh, finding out that Disney has contributed money to one of the leading um, politicians who pushed the don't say gay bill, which unfortunately passed today. So um, Disney is under fire from a lot of people um, locally. Um, but it's Disney. So you know it's hard to make a divot in their in their uh, perception. But it kind of gave me this idea of what have I had an issue getting rid of or had issues like coming to terms with as far as like when I find out a business or a company has completely gone off the fucking rails and is just completely contributing to white supremacist groups like, uh, Proud Boys or something like that. Like, and for me, it was Spotify. I was, I was immediately, my immediate emotional reaction was like, I'm going to get rid of my Spotify. And then I literally logged onto my Spotify and went through my playlist. So if I get a new service, I can be like, okay, this is what I had on this playlist. And I ended up just editing all the playlists and forgetting completely what I was there for. Um, (laughs) and (laughs) that's all right. But but then when I, when I sat down, I realized, uh, I, it had been like two or three days and I was like, oh, that's right. I need to get rid of this. And then I, when I checked the news, I found that Spotify, um, also decided to invest over a hundred million in audio content from historically marginalized groups. Um, they also took down 70 episodes of, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast that have to do with lot, lots of racial slurs and misinformation on COVID, um, which you can still find those episodes on other platforms. So it's one of those things where, because once they removed those episodes, they technically broke their contract. So those episodes are just out there now and can be played anywhere. You can probably find them on SoundCloud, um, if that's still around, um, showing my age. It is. Um, <laughs> but. But no, it was one of those things where I I eventually decided not to get rid of my Spotify. And I have actually gone through all of my news podcasts, all my um, entertainment podcasts. And I kind of went through and vetted the producers, everybody who's kind of involved with that, which is an arduous process. If you listen to the number of like horror podcasts and very like like the queer podcasts, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I can totally put up uh, Race Chasers and uh, Stanzi Potenza's What Fresh Hell Is This um, for all my queer content. But for ones that aren't so cut and dry and aren't news-related or media-related, you have to kind of, especially the short story podcasts, you kind of have to be like, all right, who wrote this one? Like, Let me not favorite this episode. So it's one of those things where I'm glad I didn't cancel my Spotify account. And I'm lukewarm, about spotify's response because it is a very it is a very capitalist neutral response they're going to make a ton of money for having joe rogan's podcast on their platform but they're also now going to make more money by pushing more queer and um and marginalized group podcasts to the front so at the end of the day spotify still wins and everything feels more like the status quo so for you guys, I'll, I'll go with Pat first. Um, Who, was me? there a time? Yes, you. <laughs> uh, was, there, was there a time where you ever had, uh, where you had to make a choice to either cancel service, stop listening to a music artist, or, um, or just pretty much not indulging in a chunk of media um, that you were like, I really like this, but I can't, I can no longer ignore it.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's tough. For me, because being an old faggot, I try to kind of... There's a part of me that wants to live in a blissful, like, if I don't pay attention, it doesn't matter kind of mindset. And if there's anything that the last couple of years have taught us is that you can't. that Fuck that shit. You really cannot. Um, I remember back when there was a big thing about target you know there was oh boycott target they're donating to anti-gay legislation and legislators and uh, i have a couple of friends that are a bit more politically minded than i am who would post things and and tag to kind of help spread the word and, and really kind of push hey these are things that we need to be aware of and cognizant of and thankfully, that was one that kind of rectified quickly because I I shop at Target way too much um, for, for my own <laughs> liking. It's just so easy now, especially here in Chicago. I'm right down the street. I can just go. I can order it on my on the app, and then go drive. They put it in my trunk, and I drive away. I don't have to get out of the car. Um, but now it it becomes a matter of okay, yeah, you have to be aware of what's going on and how these things affect not only you, but uh, at, in bigger cases, especially not you, whether it's not your class or ethnicity or orientation or anything like that. Um, because at at the end of the day, it's not a matter of just protecting what's going to hurt you or impact you, it's utilizing your voice and your privilege to help impact change for people that don't have that type of privilege, don't have that type of voice. Music is kind of a bigger thing for me when it comes down to it, you know, when we talk about media, and what you can consume and what becomes a an acceptable kind of consumption of of certain media. When things really came to the surface about R. Kelly, you know, I was never a big R-, R. Kelly fan. You know, we all sang along to I Believe I Can Fly. I mean, Space Jam was a fucking major thing in, in the world. And that was a song that consumed the entire world. And you start find, like if it comes on, you find yourself singing along, you going, God damn, it can't. Um, the Ignition remix. I fucking love that song. And you have to then kind of take a step back and be like, I can't stream this. I'm not going to put that 12 cents into somebody who violated and was a, a an enormous predator to numerous young women. Girls, fuck that. I, I, we're so conditioned to, to kind of phrase it that way. Underage women are not underage women. They're girls. That, you know and that's kind of a way that the media softens it and we have to call it for what it is he was a predator to girls to underage girls who did not have the ability to consent to anything that was going on and in some cases were being held against their will um so it, it does take a little bit of time and and you know i I wanted to crack wise about you saying that you you're digging into the producers of some of these podcasts a little more, and want to be like, damn, please don't dig into me. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stupid shit I've done in my life, but
0: when, but no, and that's and that's where I want to differentiate. Like, there's a difference between doing something stupid, and then there's like legitimately pushing like narratives that will get people hurt and or killed or like you know oh. injured.
2: Like
1: hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well,
2: I I want to. This is a perfect opportunity if you don't mind. I want to put in the narrative uh, kind of addition to this whole thing we're seeing, which is the redemption arc, if you will. And I do feel like we are not as good. We're great at calling people out on their nonsense. Absolutely mm-hmm. great. The, the 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 culture that has arisen, the people who have spoken out, let's say, uh, uh, that that are so called canceling, you know. Uh, it is good. It is necessary for a lot of the horrible things that is is going on, and that is it is is vital. But equally vital then is the redemption. And I will give you a great example of this: Warren Ellis, who is one of my favorite writers of comics and um, uh, television. He did Castlevania series for Netflix. He's done Transmetropolitan of uh, uh, so many books, so many great books. He had a, his own sort of moment where. He, women stepped forward and said that he had been grooming them in different comic cons and online in a way to help their careers. But basically it became apparent that it was really just to have sex with them. And he didn't uh, sexually assault anyone and no one claimed that he did. He did not, uh, you know, he, his, his controversy was that he was grooming and maybe his intentions were not always pure. And he, he, had these women stand up and say this. And there, it was around a few other people who were really actually doing like really horrible, horrible things, but either way, Warren Ellis is a smart guy and also very, uh, I think overall a good person that he listened. He shut down all of his socials like overnight. And this one group who I can't remember the name of like he, and they reached out to each other, engaged each other in a conversation to work through some of these issues and to have good, meaningful progress in redemption and only in like the last like month or two did he come back out of sort of the, you know, purgatory that he was in and is now finding a way to move forward with his career. And he had been doing stuff. It's not like he hadn't been, but there's a certain way where you, you don't have to advertise it as much. You can kind of keep lay low and do your thing. But either way he did, I think the right thing. He came clean He worked on himself and now he is able to go back. And I hope, I hope that people who are calling him out like immediately, not his victims, that is their own purview and that is their right. But people who have jumped on to this, that they now can see that and go, oh, okay, I guess we can read Warren Ellis again. Same thing with Chick-fil-A. Now Chick-fil-A is complicated. I'm not going to try to explain everything today. However, this did come up recently here in Seattle with an interview my curling club did on the local public radio. What does curling have to do with Chick-fil-A, you ask? (laughs) Well, somebody on the interview who is the former president of our club here brought up the fact that he can't eat Chick-fil-A at the club. And it was in the context of the fact that curling is being uh, heavily viewed and played and all this because of the Winter Olympics. But the Winter Olympics this year in China, which has an atrocious human rights problem and or... Like agenda with the Uyghurs and uh, other minority groups in China. So why Chick Fil A came up? It didn't need to, but it brought up this topic that you know there are people here who who do not really follow all the boycotts, who don't actually. They may say whatever to fit in, but they're not act. They're still eating their Chick Fil A, right? And I had to do some research into Chick Fil A because I fully recall when we all stopped eating Chick Fil A. I forgot. It was like 10 years ago, maybe. I don't know. And it has become apparent that after that boycott, after that mass of just, nope, no Chick-fil-A, that they did make some major changes to who they donated to, the groups that they donated to as a a corporation, because there are a lot of independently run Chick-fil-A's that can do whatever the hell they want, right? As a corporation, they stopped donating to some of these causes. Some of the causes went away. They're like anti-marriage, and that ship has sailed, right? But other causes, including like the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, uh, there's a whole list of them. But anyway, people who are like pretty blatantly still anti-homophobic, or homophobic, Chick-fil-A has pulled way back and is not donating to them. So you would then now expect that everyone would realize that, they would find this out, and and, and gays would be eating Chick-fil-A. Well, I hadn't been eating Chick-fil-A because I didn't know that was the case. You know, and at what point do we think individually or collectively that it's enough? What I saw Spotify do with the Joe Rogan thing made sense. They're a corporation. BJ, 100% of corporations want to make money. Like, it is foolhardy to ever believe that a corporation is somehow a benevolent entity. Google, when it was like, do no harm, was such a naive notion, but we all Uh felt it. And all yep. these companies that do this great virtue virtue signaling, or, or 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 not even virtue signaling, because they are donating to real good causes and all that, they still want to make money. And that's like you said, I think BJ, like that's a form of advertising, like to 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 cater to the to those people who believe in those causes. So, just we all should always be clear: companies want to make money. That's what they do. They're they're absolute capitalist, you know, marketplace uh, actors, and there is nothing else that is uh, benevolent other than any. Uh, like you know oh it's beneficial to help this uh like reI does a lot of good stuff in the um in the community here in Seattle and other communities yeah great but they're doing it for a reason right so as yeah. long as you're clear on that I think it just becomes a matter of like you said BJ being informed and 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 doing the research and then making your own call and following the arc so that if they do reform themselves and they didn't do like horrible crimes against humanity like Bill Cosby, you know, or whatever, like, then there's actually a forgiveness and a redemption arc. Uh, One My, more thing, and I will shut up. Oh, one more thing. Tchaikovsky, because I always bring this up because nobody knows this. Tchaikovsky, 1812 Overture, uh, Nutcracker, sweet. Tchaikovsky was a horrible person who did a lot of bad things to people sexually. Like, he, like, if, if, if you believe the writings, and I mean, it's only 150 years ago, so it's not like that far away from history, like, He was a horrible, horrible person. But do we still listen to the Nutcracker and 1812 Overture? Yes, we absolutely do. And so you have to remember that time will eventually kind of expunge a lot of the shit people do. And you have to not just kind of like do the easy like, you know, Twitter research of, uh, oh, this producer uh, had sex with a uh, girl when he was in high school. I I don't know, like whatever the scandal of the day. Right. But you have to take that long view and go, okay, well. How much do I really want to care about this person's like personal life if I really like their 1812 overture, if I really like their chicken? Like you have so much at play. I just I, I get worried when we're so monolithically like, nope, you're done, you know And there's no fine, finesse and nuance and, and any of that so.
1: Well, okay, I, <laughs> I agree mostly with what you're saying, and I've been the proponent on this podcast, and I have, I've shouted from the rooftops about redemption. And that when somebody when somebody's past or is some if you say to somebody, hey, this isn't right, the way that this is or what this is, this is affecting people. If you honestly don't know, and you come out of it from a place of, Oh, I did not know that. How can I fix this? What can I do to be better? And you do that, I believe in that redemption. 150% and that's why when it's this whole cancel culture I I don't agree with people who want to burn down somebody's life unless they show no remorse in what they've done if you don't give a flying fuck about what you've done or how it hurts other people let your career burn but you are making that choice and everybody that in this capitalist world this consumer-based world has the choice to not go see your movie, not listen to your music, not go to your your business. And if that means that you go out of business or your career ends because of that, that's a choice you made. That's a choice that everybody else made to not support you. When it comes down to things like Tchaikovsky, He's also not getting twelve cents for every stream of the the Nutcracker, <laughs> <laughs> you know. He's not around to to reap the benefits of it, and that's
0: true. Thing- he's he's dead. He's dead. So we win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, His career is
1: over now because of us
0: <laughs> no, and time.
1: Though,
2: that is right. That is time. Time does Trump all and you and even Trump. And uh, it's, it's, yeah, you're absolutely right to, to point that out That He's not, yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> whether or not we support him does not affect him at all materially.
1: <laughs> exactly. But then this is the other part of it. How much of that was known at the time? How much of that is taught and even known now we talk about what history is taught in these schools you have these far-right groups wanting to whitewash and sanitize so much of the history of our country of the world, not even fuck the world because it's such a myopic view that it's that the US is the center of the entire fucking universe and we're not taught the atrocities of the Tulsa bombing, the Tulsa massacre. We're not taught about um, the Trail of Tears. As much, I, I mean, it's being pulled out of these these curriculums. We're not taught Indigenous history. We're not talk, taught Black history, which, at its core, is American history. And when you aren't taught these things, you don't have the ability to grasp the full nature of historical figures and what they did. There's also a lot of Looking back on 1800s and 1700s or the 80s or the 70s or the 90s in some cases with 2022 lenses. And while, yes, the way that we know things now were not the way that those things were known then. Does it make it right? No. But it's also I've also been a proponent of it's very difficult to look back on those things and sit there and judge them by today's standard? Should we look at it and say, hey, you know what? This doesn't fly today. This is something that maybe isn't isn't a good representation now. And I've enjoyed listening to um, Gayest Episode Ever, but they do a lot of that. There's a lot of looking back at shows from the 70s and the 80s and <laughs> saying, oh, this is horrible representation, blah, blah, blah without kind of having a little bit of that that nuance of saying but you know what in 1983 this was pretty fucking revolutionary you know there are times when that gets brought up and you know i i haven't really i i've listened to the the podcast i really should reach out to to um uh drew and glenn and and maybe talk to them about the the show and Maybe do a little cross-promotion, get them on the show and talk about it. Because it is such a great look back at queer history and representation in media. But I feel like sometimes when you look back at that, when we're not far enough removed, it's it's tough to have that, that, that wherewithal to make informed choices. Um, but when we're sitting here in 2022 or even 2021 or 2020 and, you know... Um, Oh God! What was that? That was it—exposing R. Kelly, or, or I, there was like a Lifetime two-part like docu series that came out, which was a big impetus to charges and all of that coming to light. Because for years, people have been talking about this and trying to get um, boycotts of R. Kelly on Spotify and these other music platforms. Because even if it's twelve cents a, a stream, and that's probably even being generous, because Spotify doesn't pay their artists very well um you were still putting money into a pedophile's pocket and yeah time will tell when we look back and if we can if 100 years from now they're jamming out to the the remix to ignition (laughs) r kelly will hopefully be dead at that point too (laughs) and will not be benefiting from it but It's a matter of of really kind of looking at at it in the current space, whether it benefits this person who has done horrible things. And I think one of the other pieces to it that kind of differentiates this from from your point, Brian, because again, I 95% agree with what you you said. but in these instances, when we're talking about stuff like COVID misinformation or, um, or things that are potentially hurtful or harmful to entire swarms of people, that's, that's not a Warren Ellis. That's not somebody realizing that they did this one thing. That was an issue. And I'm glad to like, I, I kind of lost the entire narrative about the Warren Ellis thing. i um in front of the, the show and, uh, Did an interview with me. Jay Abbott is a big Warren Ellis fan. And that was a huge thing for him when it came out. But I kind of lost the narrative about it because in a 24-hour news cycle where Twitter and social media news stories come and go so quickly, I didn't realize that he had taken such accountability and and he's trying to learn and grow. And that's phenomenal. When you have somebody like Joe Rogan who is doing these things, saying these things, providing this type of false information... That's not something that you can just a culpa and, and redeem from. That's a long road to hoe when you are to try to come back from that. And and I feel like this is a little bit of a different situation, rightfully so, um, because I am 100% a fan of if you are if you're going to learn from this and you're going to be a better person from it, then yes, you absolutely deserve to have to have that slack, to, to come back from that. James Gunn is another great example. There was all of that yeah. 10, 13 year prior tweets and horrible jokes from when he was working for Troma that came up and were being used against him. He was fired from Disney and you know DC swooped in, got him in for, for some, some lucrative deals. And there was a huge campaign to bring him back because he 100%... Owned up to, admitted, and 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 showed that he had grown, and that's not something that Joe Rogan is showing in any capacity. So while I feel like it's great that Spotify has removed seventy episodes and has put money into minority-led, you know, um, media, it's a corporation, and at the end of the day, it's not. I'm gonna I'm gonna hide in the closet. Of this. It doesn't fucking matter because it's yeah, a and, business, and like Brian said, and like you've said, it's it's all a business.
0: Yeah, and and uh, and you know, just the kind of and and to to go with what you said, Brian. I am. I'm trying to think. I'm, I, I want to make Oral proud with this one. Not everybody. Just because somebody apologizes doesn't mean that they're owed anything. That, that is one of the biggest lessons I recently had to learn. And currently, my family is learning in a really <laughs> hard way. Because um, Gail stepped in it about a week ago. And, oh, I no. was, and, and she called me. And I was like, she broke her foot. For those of you listening that follow the saga of Gail, um, the subplot there. She broke her foot and didn't tell anybody. Told nobody. And her excuse was, I didn't want to make you worry. And I'm like, you do understand how this does the opposite of that, right? Like, that's dumb you were you didn't want us to yell at you for not being careful enough and i love you but consequences are consequences and she's like and i'm sorry and i'm like and that's cute and i do not accept that apology because you've done it before and now i have learned that those words in this situation mean nothing so i'm just going to say do better and just know i'm about to act a fool when we all meet as a family <laughs> this is your punishment Take your medicine, because she you would. That's her- what she would tell me when I would step out. This is your punishment. These are your consequences. They don't end when you're old, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lady, she thembo uh, was it himbos, uh, hip, Bimbos, himbos, and thembos. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> the consequences never end. So, you but gave no, but yeah, and let me
2: let me yeah. let me throw in this. I I, I did not in, mean to imply. That just because somebody apologizes, that they have to be forgiven. That is not what I am saying at yeah. all. I Go think ahead. if anything, and, and certainly let let's just make it clear, you can do, and especially if you are the one victimized or the victim inadvertently or whatever of something like that. Is your your cross to bear, that is your right. But um, I think the the biggest piece to put back into that redemption arc is the awareness. Because we, again, as a culture, we do a great job of focusing on what bleeds, right? If it bleeds, it leads. (laughs) And when there is blood in that water, Twitter is going to go for it. Better or for worse. So if that is the note, we know that about our human nature. We also then have to balance that somewhat with the research. And again, it's back to what you said, BJ. You did the research to find these things out. And I think part of that is... Oh, they had a thing back like James Gunn, and then they apologized, and their track record has been really great, and they've been a great ally, and all this other stuff, and that's the the balance of the life that you are you are judging when you make your yeah. your five and second uh, impulse decision to listen to a podcast <laughs> or whatever, right? Exactly. You know, yeah. So all of it has
0: and to come into play. And let's be clear ladies and gentlemen, I'm a gay black dude and let me tell you the mountain of disappointment I have felt 90% of my life I could I could bury the United States in. So
1: Wait, you're takes, black?
0: <laughs> it takes uh, it takes a lot of energy for me to actually like take a moment, take a breath. Thankfully I'm forgetful and I was like, okay, no I need to remember that these things are neutral things that can, in fact, still hurt me. The the, the
2: memory thing is important. I'll tell you right, uh, (laughs) that as I get older, and I'm sure COVID brain, not, not having COVID, but being in, you know, the house way too much, like your memory does start to, you know, and like you had that whole thing where with Spotify, I was on the same journey you were on. I was hot and heavy. I canceled my little Spotify based like radio thing I was doing a couple randomly and then, like, I think a few days, oh, I switched back to Google YouTube music for a hot second, which that's already a production because it's such a nightmare. But then you, you know, you forget, <laughs> and you're suddenly back on Spotify accidentally, maybe, and you just completely forgot because your brain is like, yeah. Yeah, I moved on. So,
0: yeah. So, but yeah, and, and honestly, I'm not particularly religious or anything, but um, I try to just do better the better than the day I did before. And even if I backslide, I try to do better. And that's all really, I can ask of people around me and I can ask of myself and, um, and uh, yeah. So everybody, I hope uh, I believe that I believe that's our time. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually more than I expected. It's so, it's so funny. I don't know what it is when I craft these, these episodes But we always go in like, ha, ha, ha. And then like middle of it, we're all sitting here like having this super in-depth emotional discussion. And then at the end of it, we're like, huh. And I can't, (laughs) I have no fucking idea what weird spell crafting or voodoo I'm doing. I just like, oh yeah, that's something that affects gay people and queer people in general now. Um, So... Um, But no, we've definitely... I know we touched on it some this episode. The next one we'll do probably uh, for the That's What I Call Gay Life uh, series is uh, we are going to talk a little bit on quote-unquote cancel culture. And uh, I like the one we came up with, which I've already started crafting, our little uh, toxicity. uh, Toxicity in our city. So... uh, But yeah, thanks, guys. This actually was really... (laughs)
1: masturbation.
0: Well... Be just say. stay in your city, I can hear it on
1: the oh. yeah, hold on, <laughs>
0: ladies and gentlemen. Pat muted his his thing, and he's just kind of doing this like Gerber baby smile that's a shit eating grin is what we call that. that's a, <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a I'm not involved in this, so uh, I don't have to worry about any consequences. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's the, the greatness of living down the street from a hospital. Well, BJ, thank you for crafting this topic for us to chat about. Yeah, we did go into it uh, with a lot of levity, but there there were some some salient points that, that need to be made. And I, I think that uh, these topics do bring about uh, a very interesting conversation, even when they are a little more salacious. Um, so... I'm glad to bring back the now that's what I call gay life series and uh, look forward to doing some more of these Brian BJ. Thank you for joining us today. Dear listeners. Thank you for being with us for another episode. We're excited for you to hear more about what we talk about in pop culture two weeks. You're going to hear our next pop culture roundup. We have uh, a new patron at our house level. So I'm excited to shout them out on our, our next episode Uh, But I believe that's Jesse is our new house member. So uh, again, thank you to Joel, who was on our last episode, was our first guest host from our house. And uh, I'm excited to have more people join us for that. So check us out online, flameonshow.com. You can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash flameonshow. Join any one of the four levels there. And uh, until next time, bye, Bye
0: brain they can't see you oh bye
1: (laughs) some places take you away some bring you together marathon does both marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone you'll find museums and wildlife refuges wide open beaches miles of
0: warm clear water and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For
1: more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.